Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I am your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Episode 20 coming your way before we start the show. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, wherever you stream your shows so you can be notified whenever I drop a new pod. Also, leave a review as well. Rate five stars. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Negative, positive, whatever it is, I love to hear it. How goes it, y'all, man? It's so good to be back on. I took a much-needed break from the show, but it's really great to be back on. You guys will have more consistent shows coming your way. I had a great conversation with Alex Carmen, AC, Beach City Hoops. We chatted a lot about uh, how he got into filming, got into filming uh, highlight films and highlight film culture. We talked about how great of a year it was for West Coast Hoops. Uh, we even talked his playing career. We talked about Bronny wearing his shirt. We had talked about a lot of great things. It was an awesome show. You guys are going to love it. But before we get to that, man, we have some very sad, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, man, what what happened with Terrence Clark. Oh, my. There's no other way to put it, guys. My heart is broken. The tragic death of NBA draft prospect, Kentucky, Terrence Clark. Um, I, I'm just shook by it. And... um I saw Terrence play once. It was at uh, Pango's All-American. And uh, you know what I remember most about him? And uh, I'll just share this this one thing, and we'll we'll move on to the to the interview with AC. Uh, but but I gotta pay my my, my respects to to TC man. And, and what I remember most about about him was um, other than just his outstanding talent on the floor as one of the top players in the country. Um, was just how much fun he was having out there playing. And you, you can tell it was just apparent in the way he played and his big smile and um, his competitive nature just, it, it truly stood out amongst others. Just how much fun this guy was having playing the game of basketball. And uh, it was the same off the court for him. And um, man, I, I am... I'm praying. I'm praying for his family and those close to him. Uh, B.J. Boston as well, who was behind him in the car behind him when the the crash took place. 
And, uh, man, praying for BJ Boss and those around him as well. And um, very, very sad news that has really just uh, hit the basketball community hard. And, uh, and yeah, just had to share that. Uh, but moving on. So with all that said, I hope you guys um, enjoy the show. Here's my interview with AC founder and CEO of Beach City Hoops. All right, you guys heard it in my intro, but he's worth introducing one more time. AC Beach City Hoops is here on Believe in High School Basketball. Welcome, my guy. How you doing, man? It's great to be here. Man, I'm doing great, and uh, this is a long time coming. I wanted to have you on the show for a bit. Glad we could finally get our schedules to align and uh, and get you <laughs> yeah, on the show. You're a busy guy, man. You brought tough. this up. Yeah, you yeah. You brought this up, like, what, two years ago? Yeah, probably, man. We probably did. I probably did tell you a long time ago, like, yo, this we got to do a show. We got to do something like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I think you got a great story. Um, I think you got a, a great perspective of the hoops scene today. And I'm excited to share that with all the listeners. But for the people who don't know who you are, unfamiliar um, with you, just let let them know who you know who you are, what you do, maybe how a little bit how you got started with Beach City Hoops. Okay, so uh, I'm a um, my name is Alex Carmen. Uh, most people just know me by AC. I'm from Long Beach, California. Graduated from Long Beach Poly on the east side of Long Beach in 2011. I uh, I attended Academy of Art University. Um, it was relatively new when I went there, so you know. Uh, but a lot of people are familiar with it now in the Pac West Conference. I uh, played basketball there for two years. Uh, got freshman of the year uh, as a redshirt freshman, 2013. Uh, in the Pac West, you know, I did a little damage in college, and yeah, then, uh, yeah. I finished my career. I, fi- I finished my career out at Cal State East Bay. Got my degree from there in 2017. And the reason I started Beach City Hoops was. You know, I was I always knew how to edit videos, but I never really had like an idea of necessarily going to games and filming them and you know doing what I do now. It's actually funny. My freshman year of college, I almost flunked out of college because of video editing. <laughs> you, you wasn't doing your homework, and so that you you were just I editing videos and stuff. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. I, the, the class was video editing and oh. putting videos together. And I didn't know, like, I didn't really know how to do it, but I didn't really try either. I kind of was just, you know, going through whatever with the class and, like, not really, you know, as attentive and everything like that. But uh, my teacher spoke with my coach and he gave me a second chance. And I went from, like, a, I want to say a D minus to a B plus. He nice. told me if I would have if I would have did better on my final, he would have gave me an A. But he told me I had like the best turnaround of a student he's ever had. Oh, and that's I, crazy, man! Couldn't thank him enough. Couldn't <laughs> thank him enough for giving me that second chance. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Mr. Twan Lamb, uh, I just want to shout you out real quick. Appreciate you. But um, so I had a roommate when I was at Cal State East Bay, um, and he was really into basketball as well. And, you know, he would talk to me about stuff with Baller's Life and, you know, Baller Visions and all those channels and everything and how he would watch highlights. And we were going to get something to eat one day. And he said, bro, I'd be down to go to some of these local games and, like, film some highlights and put it together. 
And when I heard him say that, it's like a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, okay, I know how I am. And if I do this, I know I can be really good at doing this. Like whether it be, you know, just making the highlights and doing like certain things along those lines and everything like that. Cause I mean, I'm, I just, I'm just really good with people. So I had good connections with people in Southern California back from when I played. Um, I hadn't been around, but, you know, if they see me enough, mm-hmm. they can show me love. And sure enough, I um, that's what I basically did. So That's what's up, man. First, so, yeah, like, you know, it, it's crazy. A lot of... Uh, a lot of the times people don't know like i it was really supposed to be me and my roommate in charge of beach city hoops but he played baseball and he was still trying to go pro so you know he dropped me off at a couple games you know he still showed love my guy alex leach you know um he he uh he let me borrow his camera until i bought my own and then um you know it just went from there like uh I ended up graduating in a couple of months. I moved back home to SoCal. Uh, I finally had my vehicle because when I was up in the Bay, like I had to catch the the BART, the uh, bus. Mm -hmm. I just had to commute any way I could. So it kind of had me missing out on certain things. But, you know, I was about to graduate. So it was like, all right, once I move back home, it'll be a little bit easier. Yeah. So, yeah, from there, you know, fast forward four years later, you know, we're – definitely one of the one of the more popular uh one of the more popular west coast outlets um it would be good for that that's what's up man and it's crazy you know like your your roommate just you know who wasn't you know he said he wasn't even a hooper he played baseball he was interested in watching those highlight clips ball his life put baller visions on on youtube and stuff and i think that's crazy because it's still it's still pretty relatively new just that whole thing, uh, just that whole culture of highlight tapes and stuff. You know, you could all obviously trace it back to the to the well, an, old not, and one mixtapes. It's, it's not essentially new, I would say, because Baller's Life was in motion like in 2005, 2006. Right, but they weren't big until like maybe five, six, seven years in. You know, at least not I when I first heard about them. The, I would say around the... Gabe York, yeah, Kiel Carr, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's a, they were they were relatively known. That's still like five years. I, but that's still like you know it takes some time because mm-hmm. you know Rome wasn't built in a day. But right, the thing right. is, is also that like you know you gotta think now it's it's way more easier for guys to come out. Like there's a lot of highlight companies that just you know they they. I don't want to say they just fell off or anything like that. Like, people still have love for those old channels and everything like that. But, you know, it's just about standing the test of time because there was hoop mixtape. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is the holy trinity. Yeah, yeah, area. Highlight video. <laughs> yeah, area's finest. Hoop mixtape, ball is life. That's the holy right, trinity right. of highlight videos. You ask anybody that's, you know, over 25 years old, mm-hmm. they're going to say, like, those three are what they grew up on. This is before Instagram and Twitter and mm-hmm. everything. Well, Twitter was there, but it wasn't It wasn't yeah. used the same way. I feel they like would just post on their own websites. Like, they didn't even have, yeah, like... they would post on their websites. They, they didn't even crack on onto YouTube, YouTube yet. Nah, they were on YouTube. 
YouTube was, has always been major. Like I yeah, was, I'm I'm saying though, like they I had it on their sites like, mostly. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, you're that, right. Um, that helps with it too. But yeah, you know, it was just like, but like Instagram, the fact that you know mm -hmm. there was a, that was huge. A, a little outlet that can you can just upload something instantly and anybody can see it. Like think about you know you'll see a clip of a kid dunking on somebody. And LeBron James can comment on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? John mm -hmm. Morant can comment on mm -hmm. it. Like, that was unheard of back then. So that just goes to show how much social media has changed the entire landscape of how, you know, these players are being seen and the exposure. Like, I, I, I think it's good if it's used properly because mm -hmm. some people, you know, some people can abuse it and mislead and everything like that. But if it's utilized in the proper format, it'll truly help a lot of players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what would you and say would be like? Because coaches, well, I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, go go ahead. You can finish what you got to say. I was saying, like, and it's beneficial to players and coaches because the coaches get, you know, that, all right, so if you put out a video of a kid and, you know, he's doing his thing, he's looking pretty good, like the coach may jot that note down and then, mm -hmm. you know, he may track that kid. Oh, absolutely. You know so it's like. They get a visual. They get like you know just a little yeah, glimpse yeah. of what is possible. That's I've I've had so many coaches like, like text me. They see a highlight clip of someone back when I was doing AAU stuff. They text me, "Hey, what's the deal with this kid?" You know, and it was just a clip of a, a kid, you know, putting down a dunk, and they see like, "Okay, how tall is he?" You know, what year? And then they now they're exactly. hitting up people. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's good to get yourself think introduced. To, think back to when we, when I was in high school in like 2011, they had like YouTube. Now on Twitter, it's it's instant. Like you mm. can see it literally a couple hours after it took place. Like mm -hmm. it can be uploaded overnight. Yeah, yeah. Like just the speed, just you know, these kids don't know how good they got it. <laughs> like, this is such a benefit for them, man. For oh, real. for real? Yeah, you don't it's even constantly know. Constantly advancing, it's consistently advancing too. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it's like back in the day, if you got on Ball is Life or something like that, yeah, you were, doing yeah, right. you you was obviously getting everyone's attention because I know for for uh, for me at least, it was huge. When Caesar Guerrero was killing it on the Ball is Life, got his own Ball is Life mixtape. You know, me being Hispanic, you never saw too many brown kids yeah, on Ball is good. Life. That was good for y'all. Yeah, that was that was awesome for you guys. You know, so it's like you got you got some representation, and that's what it's all about. Like you want to see somebody where it's like you know that looks like you, and that gives somebody down the line hope. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, seeing that is just it can do a lot for somebody. You never know because it's just like, what about all right, you for example, you seeing that as a Hispanic kid like that gives you confidence and like, dang, if he can do it, then I can do it. Type of thing. It's like a handed down type of motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was on there dropping fifty on Modern Day. Everyone was going nuts. They still lost, but no one remembers that. Everyone just remembers that he had dropped fifty on Modern Day. Um, yeah, people talk about that, but it's like, bro, putting up fifty points ain't common. It's no, it's like, not. Yeah, they lost the game, <laughs> but it's like when somebody put up like fifty or something like that, you can't really kill them for that. Like, oh no, not at all. And, yeah, you can't. I, like, I don't like bashing players because they don't win the game. Yeah, me like, neither. Of course, nobody plays. Nobody plays to lose. But when somebody's producing at such a level, 
you got to give them their respect. That's all I'll be saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it, it is, you know, it's been really cool seeing you um, grow, uh, you grow your brand over the years. I remember you, you know, just starting out and you were coming to all the camps and tournaments and introducing yourself to, to people. You introduced yourself to me and I was like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. We got a new highlight guy in, in the building. But uh, it, w- what do you remember about those days, those early days where you were just kind of starting out? Man, it takes a lot of work, man. It takes a whole lot of work. Just I tell I tell anybody that's getting into this, what are you what are you here for? Is it for is it for beneficial gain? Or are you really trying to make a difference? It's like, cause beneficial gain is great, and I'm not saying that it's it's not necessary. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta. This is a profession. This isn't a hobby for mm-hmm. some people. This is how they pay their bills this is how they take care of their families this is how they you know make a living you know what i mean but are you in this for the right reason are you trying to help somebody are you trying to you know progress the game in a positive light because if you're not then you just you know you're just in the way and you just can't have that like making a difference like even if like for example i'll say this there have been times where people hit me up and I let them know like, okay, this is my pricing layout and everything. And I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's just like, right. You're approaching me and I got to It's a business. Approach you back with business. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? This is business oriented. So I'm telling you that, but like, that don't mean I won't be somewhere and just, you know, kick out a video of a kid or do something for the love. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I, I don't like I don't like the obligation type thing that people bestow upon media people and content creators because this is this is a profession. Same way you own or operate a club team or what you do on your regular job, like that's your profession. This is my profession. Mm-hmm. So please respect that. And with time, you know, people respect like what I do especially and I try to emphasize that to anybody that I try to help out. Like I got, I got plenty of friends who I help them with, you know, giving them assignments or introducing them to, you know, team directors or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes their client or that whatever. Because mm-hmm. the way I see it, it's like, you know, you you want everybody's respect. You want everybody to appreciate like what you bring forward and. You know, it, there's too many people that live with a crab in a bucket mentality who don't want to help mm. and see others progress. And I don't like that. Like there's no such, I don't believe in gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to help whoever. And then if I got to figure it out, I just got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm, I really make it an emphasis to help these people that I know and to, you know, just show love whenever I can show love. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's the difference between you and and maybe some, you know, maybe another person in, in your in your profession or another outlet, you know, no no disrespect to any other outlets out there. They do a great job, but but you like well, you're saying got they, everybody got their different reasons. Some people absolutely, you know, yeah. they they want to be popular. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to be popular or nothing. I'm just it, it just you I love just, it. I'm just you love what do you me. do. I just love. I love doing what I do. Yeah, yeah. I love the game of basketball. I love watching it. I love trying to 
help impact a kid's life and helping them get to school and making the next necessary right. step. Like, you're truly doing like, it because you want to help people, and you you yeah. also just love what you do. And guess what? It's it's kind of well, lucrative, so you get to pay your well, bills with it. <laughs> Bingo. Well, my name, uh, my full name is Alexander, and my mom told me like your your name represents helper, defender of man. So mm. I, I think that kind of carries over into everything that I do. That's really cool, it's man. Like I'm trying to help people out. I'm trying to like, you know, a lot of my friends tell me like they come to me because I have really rational and good decision-making and solutions for things. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll break down a situation and try to, you know, make something that's suitable for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, how I, this is how I do it, you know? Absolutely. And you, you you know, after grinding for a couple years, you know, I know you were already at it for some time. You kind of built a good little following here on the West Coast. But from what from what I see, I could be wrong. You can let me know where you really kind of took off and kind of went viral nationally is when Bronny wore your shirt and it got on, uh, I don't know who put it up, but that's when everyone was like, Oh, I need to get this shirt. I need to get this shirt. How was that moment for you? What was that like to see that happen? I promise you, man, I literally woke up in the morning and I saw a text and it said, yo man, Bronny wearing no shirt. And I was like, wait, huh? And I just woke up and I saw my phone and I saw it and I was like, oh, that's tight. Well, because, and the way he got it was, I know one of the assistant coaches at Sierra, but I didn't know Bronny. And I'm really particular about like, you know, approaching certain people and everything like that. Cause I'm like, all right, granted, I know he's a very famous person. But I don't want to just walk up on, bro, because I don't really know him like that. I don't have no, like, connection with him. I don't know any of the people around him like that to just walk on up to the kid. And this is a kid, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You're just not going to do that. And that's a problem. And that's a problem with some people is they want to be buddy buddies with these kids. And it's like, yo, it's cool to, like, you know, speak with them, whatever, whatever. And I'm not saying you can't have certain relationships with some people, but – don't be pandering to no child, man. Like, just be professional mm-hmm. in what you can do. You know what I'm saying? So I gave the coach the shirt. I said, yo, get this to Bronny for me. And, you know, if he, if he wears it, cool. If not, then, you know, hey, whatever. But the thing that made it cool to me was, is like, I, I gave that shirt to him in L.A. So that means he liked that shirt enough to take it with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It was a dope shirt. And, uh. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I don't even print that shirt no more. I kind of got over it. It, it. it did well for the time being. Um, a lot of people liked it and everything like that. But I just, you know, I wanna, I wanna try to find something. I wanna, I don't wanna be a one trick pony. I wanna have other, you know, apparel and certain things like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't try to just stick to one thing. But that's just me. Like I know some people still like that shirt, but. You know, maybe I'll print it again. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Do a, a limited edition drop. Only make like. <laughs> uh, I did. I did sort of one. Um, when I had my uh, secondary SoCal class, my second annual one, and that was at Pius. It was like, it was at the end of the summer, and it was like some red, white, and blue lettering. Oh yeah, I remember that dope. one. That so, one was dope too. 
Yeah, a lot of people was like, yo, we're going to get that one. And I was <laughs> like, man, you got to come to the event. We'll have it on sale. And then after that, there's no more. So all the kids that participated, they got that shirt. Yeah, that, that that's pretty cool. And, you know, like you do merch, you, you run events. So you're not just out there recording. You kind of you've di- diversified and you, you got your hands in different things. And I, I think that's really cool. And that's probably good from a business side and just staying relevant and staying, you know, always getting better, always innovating, always doing new things. You feel like that's helped you a lot? Oh, man, absolutely. I've always been a man of versatility. You got to be able to do you. My, my my father told me when I was young, he said, it's all about being well-rounded. It's like, it's about being good. It's about being good at a numerous amount of things or knowing a little bit about a lot. And I recognize that, all right, holding the camera is cool, but what else can you provide? Can you do events? Can you sell a T-shirt? Can you, you know... Uh, recruit players to participate in X, Y, and Z? Can you give insight on certain things and be knowledgeable? Do you have a good understanding of the game and can you help college coaches with their decisions on recruiting? That kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that that's definitely one of the cool things about what you do and just staying, like I said, you stay relevant. Um, you keep yourself active in, in the market, you know, people are going to always, you know, need your services cause you can provide them with different things. And I think that's, that's really cool. Um, what, what would you say to, uh, you kind of talked about this a little earlier, um, but you know, what would you say to a, to a high school kid or, or even a kid in college who's kind of like in your shoes playing college ball, um, but maybe doesn't see a pro future, um, and they might be interested in entering the field and staying relevant in, in staying in the same, staying in basketball or staying in sports. Um, but what would you, what, what advice would you offer that kid as a, as a businessman? I would say it's all about consistency. Um, if you don't put nothing out or you're not making yourself visible, it's, it's consistency and presence. You got to make appearances. You got to make your, your presence known. You got to let people know like, Hey, I'm here. This is what I do. This is how I operate. This is, this is how it's going to be. And it's just all about just constantly just being there and producing and just putting out volumes of stuff. My, my boy, George, he told me, he said, just keep releasing content. Don't focus on nothing else. Just whatever you can piece together, just figure it out and just consistently work on it. And, you know, with, with time, everything will grow. And, that's literally what exactly happened. Hmm. So that's that's the main thing I'll say is just, you know, doing those two things. Yeah, I think that's the key too, is time. You know, you you're gonna put out content and, and you're only gonna get a lot yeah. of patience. A lot of patience. Like I'm sure there was time you put out a dope highlight mix and you check the views and it's like, Oh man, I only got like fifty views or I only got like a hundred views. You know, and you might man, you it's easy to get some, discouraged. That's some heartbreaking stuff. <laughs> I remember the first time I got a hundred likes on a on a post, and it was like, dang, that's what's up. Like a hundred <laughs> people finally like this. This is cool. Or the first time I got to a thousand followers, and then I got to ten thousand, and everything like that. And it mm-hmm. was just, you know, just building blocks, man. You got to just consistently put out content, like just nonstop as much as you can. The value it helps, like everything helps. You want your page to be as visible as possible. 
You want people to share the content. You want them to, you know, post your videos when you send it out. Like, I remember there was times where I send videos out when none of them get posted. Now, you know, most of the time they get posted and shared and everything like that. People, people, you know, they rock with us. And I knew back then it was going to take some time because, you know, these guys, they're, they already know, like, the field or whatever, and I'm new. So now it's about the next wave of kids and, you know, everything like that. And the middle school and everything mm-hmm. like that, all that, like, those are guys that are going to be paying attention because mm-hmm. they want to, you know, be seen in that light as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right about that. It's always about being ready for the future. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're absolutely spot on about that. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, one thing I'm going to say, one thing I'm going to say, like, I um, I remember I was looking at Courtside Films' IG, and I saw them in a picture with Stanley Johnson. And it was, like, I want to say 2014. Mm-hmm. And I remember their page only had, like, 130 likes on that pic. And now I see them, they got hundreds of thousands of followers, and it's just like... That's yep. that's just staying the course. That's mm-hmm. consistency, just nonstop. And you know, also I'm gonna say keep as much of your footage as possible. That is right. very important. Right, right, right. Why? Why is that important for the for the person? <laughs> because you know. just never know. You just never know when you're gonna want to post more content, yeah. more material. Yeah, like yeah. you might have a bunch of old stuff. Like you know, think about all the players that are gonna potentially get drafted mm-hmm. like Peyton Watson for example I got footage of Peyton Watson when he was a sophomore that probably Yo, nobody you, else has you put and I, I be, I've been saying this on Twitter I said this you could even look check the receipts man you put people on Peyton Watson you were the first one that I saw talking about him the summer going into his sophomore year I remember vividly you posting a video nah, they were that playing was junior year. that was his junior year it it was it was it was his sophomore year of playing, but it was like I a just, summer like, league or something. Nah, it wasn't a summer league. It was during season. I remember that video. It was at the at Bosco, right? Bosco Winter Classic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was season. 2018. And no one was talking about yeah. him then. No. <laughs> I just I just saw some of the moves he was making and everything like that. I was like, it's about to be scary, with bro. I was like. And then he grew. I was like, man, it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was really about to get ugly. And then next thing you know, I, I remember this vividly. He told me, he said, I feel like I'm the best player in the, in the, uh, in the state. Mm. And I told him, I said, I disagree, but I really – I disagree right now, but I really hope you prove me wrong. Well, you well, know. <laughs> bro, bro, who does wrong, enough, man? Top, top ten, top ten in the country, right? <laughs> yep, state player of the year, all that good stuff. It's it's crazy, man. And, and I think that's what, what you just said was, you know, like spot on. You want to keep that footage because he's gonna go play at UCLA next year, and then one and done possibly. And then you're gonna be putting out videos. I already know you're gonna be putting out videos on draft night um, of what you have from him. I think that's. That's super awesome. I, got, I, got, I posted this tweet. I posted this tweet. And then um, I posted that tweet December 10th, 2018. And yeah, back in wild. February when he got announced as All-American, I, I I added that on there. I said, we here. Like, what's up? Yeah, there you go. And that's another Long Beach Poly guy. You know, he stuck it out at the local school. 
and uh you know just he's gonna do great things I love Peyton Watson I think he can do a great job over at UCLA and in the league but that's actually a great great segue into what I wanted to talk about next is that the type of showing that West Coast kids had on March Madness the Pac-12 killed it and really just debunked the whole soft West Coast player you know stigma that gets attached to the Pac-12 and um man I even heard AAU guys at some point, you know, a while back, just just keep talking about like, oh, I mean, a uh, West Coast kids are soft and and this like that, and I'm like, what? Like, why 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 are we sticking with this narrative? It's it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense, you know, and it's just not true. But man, what what was it like for you just seeing all all the guys that you filmed and and stuff like that just just killing it? Man, it was great. Honestly, just. <laughs> Because I remember seeing most of those guys when they were, like, sophomores and everything, like Johnny Jose, Evan Mobley, um, who else? Uh, Isaiah was a junior when mm-hmm. I was really watching Zaire. him. Zaire. Oh, Zaire was. Zaire. No, Zaire didn't. Uh, he didn't play in the tournament, but yeah, I no. did put out videos of him. Before Jared Lucas. Sierra. Jared, that was another one. Jared Killer, man. I think he's an all-time leading scorer in California history. He is. Yep, he breaked. Uh, he broke uh, Jacobson's, um, Casey Jacobson's record. They're not too far from each other as far as area, right? Like Casey Jacobson, or are they? I'm not sure. Uh, he Jacobson played at Glendora, I believe. Glendora, which is like right and, up the street and, uh, from where I'm at. So yeah, not not too far, not too far from each other. Yeah, and Jared was lost in, I mean, Hossie and I. Yep, Los and Altos. Gianni Hunt, uh, Gianni Hunt, that's another one. Yeah, Ethan. Um, Ethan Anderson. Man, it was just a lot of guys. It was special, man. We had what? How many schools from the pack make the? Uh, we had four. Three. We had what? Three schools from the pack go to the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. and then two of them. We're in the final four, and Gonzaga got lucky too. <laughs> it, 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 like that's what it took. <laughs> Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs getting a, a running mm-hmm. bank. No, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Suggs. He can ball. He's a player, but you know UCLA they wasn't supposed to be in that kind of a dog fight. Oh no! Then I I didn't I didn't think it would happen. You know you could check my bracket. It, <laughs> I definitely did not have faith in the Bruins, but. Uh, it was just really special just see him play. This is um, the first year that I never did a bracket. Oh, for real? <laughs> I didn't. I felt, I felt, you know, <laughs> I felt just off. I was like, wow, I really didn't do a bracket. I kept putting it off. I meant to, but I just never got to it. So, you know, y'all can kill me for that. But, I mean, it happened. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. How, was, how do you think? It was think... special to see. It was super special to see. And, and how do you think some of these SoCal guys will do in the NBA? You know, a couple of them have, have announced um, they're entering the draft. Um, we'll start with, with Evan Mobley. All right, he's projected to be a top top five, possibly top two, top three. What do you think uh, we'll, we'll see from Evan? Uh, good defense, consistency, running the floor. Um Evan Evan has a chance to be a generational type of guy with his measurements and his capabilities mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, that guy uh, <laughs> to sweep all of the awards in the Pac-12 yeah. as a freshman, pretty special year on his behalf. 
Mm-hmm. You can put them in the top five USC individual what careers. I mean, well, not careers, but like seasons, if you want to say the least. But he did a lot, man. And you know, being the being the main guy on a on a Final Four squad, that's that's major. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I think very highly of Evan. Comes from a great family. I think his brother uh, is gonna. I think Isaiah he declared be too. A yeah, NBA player too. Oh, and, for real? Uh, than he was in college. I think he's a skilled player. I always tell him, "Hey, I need you to dunk more." He's a finesse guy. Say that, like, yeah, but you know, yeah, it doesn't wrong with finesse, but it's just like I tell guys all the time, especially Big. It's something about seeing Bigs dunk. That get coaches excited. Like mm. they're not gonna really, not not saying they only can dunk, but it's just like when you got a layup or whatever. It's like that. Just tear down the rim. It's an energy thing. It's aggression. You know. It's 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 more just. You know. It 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 brings more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that kind of thing. I see Evan at the very worst. He's Javale McGee. Which is still like a pretty good serviceable center in the league, now, but a two-time this is a two-time champion, right? exactly. So at the very worst, he's that, and at the very best, he could be Anthony Davis ish. So it's like either way, you're gonna get a really Anthony good Davis ish. I, I think he's got that that skill, man. He's got the skill. He's got the athleticism. He's got a lot of skill. He's got a lot of skills. I'm not saying he's Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis no, no, is no, no. a generational guy. And right. we'll never have another one. But I think at the very best, that that's what Evan could be. Um, that's, that's what his. That's what you feel like his uh, surface could be. Absolutely. In that in that ballpark, the Anthony Davis, KG type of like player. That's yeah, KG would probably be a better one. Uh, KG would probably be a better one to say. Um, but, um, but yeah, and as far as Isaiah goes, um, I, I see a little like Christian Wood, you know, how Christian Wood's been pretty effective this year and, um, his passing is, is so underrated. I think, I think Isaiah is a really talented passer and, uh, he can really, well, he's just a smart player. Yeah. He's just a smart player overall, high basketball IQ mm-hmm. and everything like that, able to able to control the offense a little bit if you need a, a in-and-out kind of player. Um, just the shooting. Shooting gets better than mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah's money. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Next we got Mr. Mister March himself, Johnny Juzang, who's, you know, climbing up the draft boards a little bit. I've seen some some mock drafts. They're, they're putting them up there in the first round. Some got them late first round, early second round. Um, what do you think, man? Is he is he ready to make the leap to the league just after a strong march, um, or is it better off if he sticks it off at another year um, in Westwood? I'm gonna keep it a beam, man. When you have a year, I mean, when you have a a run like that, you gotta go for the money. Yeah. He 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 was the what the leading scorer in the NCAA tournament, went to the Final Four. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you could cap a year off like that. Like that's that's a special kind of run right there. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta go for the gusto on that one because if you come back and you lay an egg, then it's like, you yeah. know, it's then, gonna be tough. You look crazy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough. My my only thing, I, I I completely hear you on that. That's right. You know, your your stock is up right now. Um, might as well go all in. 
but for me, it's like, man, he throughout the year, and I watched quite a few UCLA games. Um, he just did not was not the same player as we saw in March, and I think that was the case for most of <laughs> the whole team at UCLA throughout the year. They just there are moments where they looked really good, and then moments where they looked really bad. And for some reason, in March, everything just clicked. Yeah, absolutely. So for Johnny, I think, yeah, might as well go for it. See see what you can do. Your stock is up right now. He's a super talented scorer. Like you said, just scoring is just um, by far his best trait. I think um, I'm trying to think of a good player comparison. Not sure if I have one. Um but uh, he's definitely that's, a. That's the thing too with Johnny. I never had the greatest comparison mm-hmm. either. Yeah, but he he's definitely a bucket getter, um, good wing player um, that could just come in and and really uh, do some damage. I, one one person that's coming to mind right now is uh, Kent Bazemore. I know Bazemore's a lefty, but he's a dude comes off the bench for the Warriors um, and just is able to score. Um, in in bunches and really bring some instant offense. So maybe, you know, they're a little different. You know, Johnny's bigger, uh, taller, a little more lanky, but um, just that kind of same role. You feel me? Right. Yeah, so. I hear you. That's what I see for for him. Um, These next two guys, guys we've both seen a lot, Zaire Williams from Stanford and Josh Christopher uh, out of ASU. They're also entering the draft. What do you think those guys can bring to the table? A Zaire, um, potentially a small forward slash stretch four, really can really can space out the floor and knock down jumpers. Uh, definitely tough player as well, um, but he has some finesse. He's a skilled guy as well. Um, it, I think with all of these guys, it's going to be the right fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, That's with every know, NBA team. You, well, yeah, everybody, of course, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, the best place I could see Zaire being at. And, hell, I can't think of it off the top of my head at the moment. Um, but I know he's going to be able to knock down shots. He's going to get out and run. Um, he's an unselfish guy. He's going to – all of them are going to love him as a teammate as well. Like, you know, Zaire brings a – Zaire, you know, brings joy around players. You know what I'm saying? Real fun, energetic mm-hmm. kind of guy. And, and we can for sure say that about Gup. Like, Gup, man, wherever <laughs> he walks he's going to steal the show. We know that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Gup, he's a, just a talented scorer, man. That 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 is <laughs> – that that is one of the I, man, back in high school I said he was one of the better scorers that I watched as far as being complete on all three levels like whether it be a post up driving to the rim knocking down a jump shot um, the kid just and he was a, he was a dog too man it didn't matter who you would put in front of him it didn't matter who he was with and I got a lot of respect for him for sticking with Mayfair all four years mm-hmm. and just seeing that unfold. It was awesome because I, I saw him when he was a sophomore. Well, going into his sophomore year, I, I saw him make one move, and I said, this dude is going to be really good. Um, sure enough, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, to me, and it, it's funny because they, they, these guys are actually have a relationship is um, Nick Young, Swaggy P, and Josh Christopher, and it's funny because they're like, Man, they're the I same player. That is- <laughs> 
I said that as soon as I saw Josh. I said, oh, my God, he really reminded me of Nick Young. Like, it's this wild. Reincarnated. Like, mannerisms. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, just the mannerisms, just the way he carries himself on the court, the clothes, just everything, you know, just just the style. Just, it's just, you know, it's just the same. Like, it's so crazy. And, uh, you know, Nick Young was a talented player as well. So, it's like, you know, it's not a, not not a bad person to, you know, draw a comparison from. Yeah, absolutely. And back back to Zaire, I think cuz I'm I'm looking at the the draft board right now and they kind of have him in the 15 to 20 something range. Um the Celtics, the Knicks might be a good spot for him. Knicks are playing really well right now and I can see Zaire Celtics. coming in. I hate the Celtics, but Zaire on the Celtics, that'd be interesting. But the Celtics love wings. They need a big. Yeah, yeah, they, they do need a big. Maybe uh, the Hawks. Hawks are also up in there, or the Rockets. I can keep, see them kind of fitting in with the. I think the Hawks <laughs> the would be a good. Rockets need everything they can get. <laughs> Rockets need everything they can get right now. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's uh, it's rough down there in Houston, man. Uh, that whole thing blew <laughs> up. But um, but yeah, overall, I do I see a lot of these guys um, being successful pro players, and um, obviously wish them the best. And it was just really cool to see all these guys have really good years at, at their respective schools and a couple of them getting to have some, some really awesome uh, uh, tournaments and do really well. So SoCal ball, man, it's coming up. We're coming up, man. Nah, for real, for real. So why don't you let, uh, as we wrap, what was that? I said, I love to see it. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So as we wrap things up here, AC, uh, why don't you let the people know one where they could find you on social, on YouTube, and also and just anything you got coming up that they could look forward to. Uh, nothing, nothing truly in in the works just yet. Um, but if you're looking for Beach City Hoops on the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Beach City Hoops. Uh, if you're trying to hire us, please feel free to send us an email, beachcityhoops at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Alex Carmen or AC. Just holla at me. There you go, guys. Make sure you uh, follow AC on Twitter, follow him on YouTube, Instagram, all that, and uh, show him some love. Once again, AC, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you, man. Thank you, man. appreciate you having me. That'll do it for episode 20. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to rate and leave a review. Subscribe if you like the show. If you want more info about future shows or just want to interact, follow me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you give AC a follow as well on all platforms at Beach City Hoops. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.